words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. And so I'm here this morning to preach on what is such a rich subject matter. You know, Pimo said, okay, I said, he said, he's been trying to get me to preach for the last, I don't know, six months, and I keep on, okay, Pimo, I can't, you know, sometimes my, my schedule hasn't been able to, you know, work out, and or other times, you know, I've given up my spot for other people ever so conveniently. But um, but this time I was like, okay, what do you want me to preach about? He's like, no, I don't want to give you anything. I'm like, no, 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 give me something. What do you want me to preach about? And then he gave me hard homework. He said, he gave me the scripture from Revelation 22, 16. And it's such a rich scripture. It's going to be our anchor scripture this morning. And, you know, in my quiet time with the Lord, when I was just studying and searching the heart of God for, for this scripture for us as a church, honestly, it's a heavy, heavy scripture for Sunday morning Christmas. You know, everybody's like, everybody's mind, really. Yes, it's on Christ, but really around that rice and chicken after church, they're like, yeah. I'm like, God, so God, give me time <laughs> and let our time be expanded because it's such a rich text, you know. And so we're going to read from Revelations 22, 16, which is our anchor scripture. It says, I, Jesus have sent my angel, and Jesus was speaking to Brother John. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. The NLT version says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. You see, when Jesus was speaking to John here, I believe that he was trying to accentuate his foundational authority as to why he could say these things that he had said to the seven churches, right? He could write to, the, why he could express to the seven churches I mean we know this if we I'm not here to give that historical background but the Lord was telling John he says hey hey John let me explain to you why I can actually do this I am the final authority I am the root yet I am the heir to the throne the heir to the throne that we he spoke about in Psalm 89 when the psalmist was saying that and I will make his throne for eternity he wasn't talking about David's literal like Solomon and no 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 he was prophesying about Jesus right so he was saying here I am the root the root the foundation of mankind right because we understand this in scripture you know it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was the God and the word was God you know we understand that right but so but he's not saying he's not only that right I am the foundation I am the heir to the throne but I'm also the destination of man the morning star I am also that which that the star that man looks to to journey to God so I'm here this morning God helping me to 
break down scripture for us to see how Jesus is not just only the root of Jesse he's not just only the authority by which we can operate here on the earth as being the heir to the throne but even beyond that he is the one that we he is the original blueprint the one that we look upon to journey you see in the in the old days they they used stars to you know to trace their journeys which is why the wise men you know looked upon the star <laughs> they looked upon the star to reach who the real star that was born are you guys with me this morning it was a type and shadow of God, look, when you read the Bible with the Holy Spirit, it's amazing. The birth of Jesus and the story of his birth was not just a nice, you know, nativity story so that kids could come and act on it on Christmas Day and then we could sing carols. It was a prophecy. It was a prophecy for how the believer should journey. They were called the Magi, right? But they were the wise men. To gain wisdom, we must look to the, the morning star to become like him. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me let me let me come here, right? So now we know that doctrinally the seven churches or historically the seven churches actually existed. They were not some, you know, they existed in modern day Turkey, right? However, doctrinally, the seven churches were a, a blueprint almost for what Christ expected the believer to be like. Are you guys understanding me? And so as we, as we, as we study scripture, I want us to study it with that understanding that the word that that comes through us or comes to us is not is is so manifold but the purpose of it is to is to bring us to journeying into Jesus. Let us begin at the beginning, right? I want us to I've laid the I've laid kind of the foundation that Christ is our destination. Christ is our journey, but let's start at the beginning. Holy Spirit help me. I thank you, God, because I am greatly helped by you. In the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, right? And we know that, you know, let us make man. When I was reading that scripture, my eyes were open to see, and I don't know if this is, my eyes were open to, was, my eyes were open to see the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When I was reading that scripture, I was always asking the Lord, like, okay, so what were you making man according to? When he says, let us make man according to our image and according to our likeness, it means that there was a person in the Godhead that man was to look like. And so the face of Christ is the face of man. Are you guys understanding me? I, I, um, when he says in Jeremiah, says, before I formed you, I knew you. Who did he know? Christ. The Christ in you. Are you guys with me? Please, if I'm, if I'm losing you guys, just let me, let me know and then I'll try and backtrack, right? And so when the Godhead came in the beginning and said, let us make man according to our image and our likeness, Christ was the one that he was forming and he breathed upon and man became a living being and then the story began. 
but he had already okay thank you God Psalm 90 let's go to Psalm 90 I'm going to jump across it's going to be a little bit of a Bible study like I said it's a very very rich this 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 sermon is so so rich it's so so rich and in all honesty Pima I'm giving you the assignment to make it a, a series for the people so that we really begin to see it right Psalm 90 Psalm 90 verse 1 says Lord you have all you have been our eternal home our hiding place our dwelling place from generation to generation long before you gave birth to the earth and before the mountains were born you have been from everlasting to everlasting the only one true God so God opened David's eyes to see something that God was the hiding place of man and so when God said let us make man in our image and according to our likeness God brought out man from himself hallelujah and so when when he said when he said let us make man I want to repeat it so that we can understand this I feel like it's not quite landing for some of us when he said let us make man according to our image and our likeness right he breathed into man who did he breathe into man Yeshua Christ 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 was not a plan B no, 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 no. Christ was not a plan B. He was always the plan. Jesus Christ was always the plan of man. Are you guys with me this morning? And I will, I will, I will use scripture to build upon it as well. Ephesians 1, 4, 6 corroborates this. It says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to the adoption uh, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved so that means our origin and our destination in Jesus Christ it has always has been I put it I want to put something to you today can I break a small table can I shake a small table that when Satan said, I will ascend as the most high, what did you think he was thinking of in that moment? I think that Satan overheard the whispers of God in eternity. And he said, they're about to make another being. They're about to know, but I want to be this. Because Satan was, Lucifer was the one that ministered to God. Are you guys with me? He ministered to God. So I believe that when God was whispering among himself in eternity, even before the foundations of the earth, the enemy heard it. And that is where envy and pride struck up on the inside of him. So this is why he is our eternal enemy. Our eternal adversary. Because what he wanted, God gave us. That which he desired, God gave us. Hallelujah. You see, the intent of God through creation is Christ to be revealed. We see this through scripture, so many scriptures, so many scriptures. Ephesians 1.10 being one of the most, you know, 
great ones that a lot of people use, you know, that in him all things in heaven and in earth will be, you know, formed together in Christ in the fullness of time. And most of the time we think the fullness of time is in the great far beyond where we go to heaven. The fullness of time is now. Because when Christ died on the Christ on the cross, he said, it is finished. Which means it is done. Everything leading up until then was done. Are you guys with me? James 1.25 says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. We want to marry that with 2, um, 2 Peter 1.19 that says, And we have this prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. And so the job of every believer is to ensure that they, they work out their salvation to become like Jesus and it is not just the Jesus in our head it is the Jesus in the scripture because the Jesus that there, there, I, I like to say that there are two Jesuses the Jesus that is in our head and then the Jesus that is in the word and the adversary has done so well as to blind even the ministers of God so as I'm talking to you I'm talking to myself to not be able to see Christ because it is when we keep our eyes in this same James 1 um, James was saying he says those that hear the word and do not do it are like those that look up into a mirror and then they forget the manner of man they are so as we are listening in to, to, to the sermon today and something is arising in our heart it, it, it is the creative ability of the word to cause us to do not just to hear it is the creative ability of the word that when God said, let there be light, there was light. So as we are preaching today and we're saying Christ is the morning star, I am trusting the Lord that there will be transformation in the hearts of men to say, let there be Christ, let there be Christ, let there be Christ, let there be Christ to every hearer. Hallelujah. To every hearer, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to God except through me. So he said, Moses is a, is a robber. Uh, Isaiah is a robber. They were offended when he was talking to the Jews. They, were, they said, How we everybody else that has come before me are robbers and thieves. I am the only one that can come. What was the revelation that Christ had? What was the revelation? You see, uh, when Christ was talking about being the way, the truth, and the life, I don't know, there, there are many layers to it, but one of the main layers to it is Christ was the tabernacle of God, the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holy. The way being the outer court. The journey that a man will journey with Christ when you first become a believer. And there are prayers, there are fastings, there are operations, there are activities that you do. That people will see you and they will know obviously on the outward that you are a Christian. You pray, you go to church, you you so-called, you know, you fast, you do the activities. That Those things are good. Those things are important. Those things are necessary. But then there is the truth. When the truth that is Christ begins to shine upon a man. When the truth that is Christ begins to, you know, literally 
impose himself on a man, he begins to deal with the intents of men's hearts. I know that most of us are here actually because as you journey into Christ, the Lord will now, there are some things that you used to do before. God will be like, and they are good on the outside, but God will now start to test you. Why did you do that? Did you do that to please them? Did you do that for appraisal? He will begin to filter with his truth your actions. He will begin to filter with his truth your thoughts. He will begin to filter and then he begins to build the fear of the Lord in you. Where you begin to rid yourself of the need for significance. It is not looking at the truth is fire. The truth is fire. And most of us don't even allow ourselves to come into that inner court. But then when we process that inner court, Christ the truth, we begin to operate in Christ the life. The life of God when nothing in you can die. Look here, forget it. It is possible for God to possess a man completely. Let us release that lie that ah, me, I'm not Jesus now. Yes, you are. I hope I had just explained it to you that from the beginning, from even before the foundations of the world, you were called to be him. You were called to be Christ. And so when the enemy and the adversary of our faith is fighting us with lies, we must remember this truth that he is our morning star. He is the one that we look to, to journey to God, to receive the life of God. Because that was the intent of God from the beginning. In Genesis, when the Lord said, let us make man, he said, and then he blessed them. The word blessed there was God bowed down to us. He literally reverenced man. Because in this domain, we are God. We are Christ. Which is why God cannot do anything without us. Hallelujah. This is why he cannot move without us. And so it is important, oh God, that we understand this. It is critical that we understand this so that the will of our Father will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I wanna, I wanna, as I was reading it, you know, I read the, the bit in 2 Peter 1.19 where it says that, and as we have, because if we read verse 18, he was talking about, you know, Jesus being the prophetic word, the prophetic word that had been prophesied by Isaiah and the prophets. And then he came and, you know, the Lord God, you know, the father affirmed him and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear he him, you know, and all of that. And then he now went in second, second Peter 1.19, he says, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed. The prophetic word whose name is Jesus, right? Which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. This is not theory. This is not philosophy. This is reality. Until the day dawns and then the morning star rises in your heart. And so we are to 
look upon the perfect law of liberty but in looking it's not just enough to look it's not just enough to hear it is important to do because it is only them that do that are transformed look yet god 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 is sick and tired of many of us staying on the same place fighting the same battles dealing with the same issues he's like no he's tired of it he told me, he said, look, Yvier, he still calls me Yvier. He said, look, Yvier, I am tired of people. I, 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 I'm not going to suffer fools in this time. It's either you are with me and you begin to do. The only way, the only way that we show that we are believers is through doing. It is not just by hearing. You hear the sermon today. Oh, they said we are like Christ. And then the, the need for Christ arises and then. We, we become like Evie. Let me use myself. <laughs> we become like Evie. And this is not to condemn anyone, but it is to, it is to convict us. It's to charge us. To rise up higher. To rise up higher. To where the Lord has called us even from the beginning of time. Hallelujah. You see, Revelations 19 says, 19.10, you know, and we use this a lot, so we know the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, there's a measure of that. There's a strata of, you know, and that most in the body, you know, most of us say that, you know, when people testify, it's prophesying that Jesus will do it again. Yes, that's, there, is, there is a measure of that. But then the Lord opened my eyes to see this. This is just two nights ago. He says, the purpose of every prophetic word that is spoken over you is to bring you to Jesus. The purpose of every prophetic word. You get called out and you're like, oh, the Lord is saying da, 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 da. It is to, it is not to make you feel affirmed. It is not to make you feel loved. It is to bring you to Jesus Christ. It is to cause Christ to be risen up in you. It's to cause Christ to be poured out of you to your world to your family, to your communities. That is the point of the prophetic. That is the point of the prophetic. It's not just to make you feel good. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. Ephesians 1.10 says that, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather all together in him. You see, but what is, the, what is the problem? What is the gap? I already started saying it, that there are two Jesuses, right? There are two Christs. Christ in our heads and Christ in scripture. And I was asking the Lord as I was studying, I was like, Father, why, why is there such a gap? You know, what, what stops us from knowing God? And I'm in this time where God is using scripture to teach me. So I, I love it. So I'm, I'm mentioning scripture everywhere, but please just bear with me. And just, you know, I'm like, what is it? And he now took me to 2 Corinthians. He says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He says that, don't you know that you have been born into a war? Don't you know that you have been born into a war? But I have set you up to win anyway. Because the weapons of our warfare are not 
carnal. They are mighty in God to doing what the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting out of imaginations and everything that has what? Resurrected itself above the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The same morning star to who we are to journey to. The same morning star. The enemy uses deception. He uses condemnation. He uses guilt. He uses fear. He uses shame to keep us from understanding purpose, from keep us from really being able to see Christ. He uses distractions. But as I speak this morning, let there be Christ. Let there be Christ. That Christ will arise in our hearts. And truly we will really begin to be transformed into the image of that which he exhibits. The Lord Christ, the Lord Jesus and God the Father and even the Spirit of God decided from the beginning of time that let us make man that will rule the earth. Let us make man. Let me have a family that I will partner with in heaven as it is on earth to bring my will to a people. It is not going to happen after we die. It is now and the burden is now more than ever when it is darkest when it is darkest the day sun must arise in our hearts the dawn must arise in our hearts the morning star must be made manifest in us Christ revealed Christ revealed Christ revealed and to, 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 to bring it home a little bit I started looking I was like okay Lord you know what 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 is it that you you know you, you are to us because still some people will be like okay Louis, can you just bring this thing down small for those of us that are you know understand something but to others they're like no how can how can how can jesus really be my morning star how can he be my morning star in what ways can jesus really be made real to me right jesus the redeemer of our time as we draw, you know, towards the, the end of the year, I know that there's so many goals that we had, so many um, expectations, you know, that we had set and even many, even many assignments that we had for ourselves that, you know, we, we didn't necessarily make up or do this year, right? As, as, as always is, unfortunately, sometimes, um, as is towards the end of the year. And so it's like, how do we see Christ and really see him as one who redeems time. The Bible says that, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Christ is the one that teaches us to manage our time. He says that the day is here that we may work because the night is coming when no man can work. And so things like procrastination, I just want to, I want to, I want to use it to hammer in so that we can really begin to, the, the practical implications of Christ the morning star. Are you understanding? In our lives, what does Christ the morning star really look like? What does Christ the morning star beyond, you know, this philosophy, what does he translate to? The redeemer of our time. The one that is able to understand that this time that we are here on earth, it's, we are to faithfully steward it. If you faithfully steward your time, then you will, not, what, you will not allow the enemy steal your time. 
One of the biggest weapons in this end time for our generation that the enemy is using against us is distraction. He is stealing our time. He is stealing. 24 hours in a day is not enough for us again. It's like there should be 48. And even if there were 48, those 48 hours will still not be enough. Because the agenda of the enemy is to rid us of time. It's to call us to be callous with time. To be careless with time. To use our time any which way. You know, browsing, navigating, whatever it is. that Putting things before other things. But Christ didn't do that. Christ understood his time. When it was time to come out, he came out. Before then, he did not come out. That is another thing. <laughs> you know, we want to do things so urgently. But we need to walk with the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit. Pima was saying something, I don't know if it was three Sundays ago or four Sundays ago when I was here. He goes, we don't prioritize God anymore. We don't. We need to make Him our priority. And then... So you start your day, you give your time to him, not in a religious ceremonial way. No, 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 not that. You surrender your time. You say, okay, fine. This is the pie chart of my time. What do I do with it? Show me how to, show me how to live because that is what Christ did. He achieved so much in three years. That means 24 hours in a day is enough. He was the redeemer of time. He stewarded his time faithfully. And to all of us that have a mandate, which is all of us, we must be sure to do that. Do not allow the enemy steal your time anymore. If there's anything that you need to go into 2023 with, it is that. The time is so short. God doesn't only, he doesn't even exist in eternity. Eternity exists in God. So time is not a thing for the father. It is us here on earth that need time that need to be able to understand because we must give account for it at the end of our days. What did you do with the time that I gave you? We must be faithful stewards. And how are we faithful stewards? We look to the morning star whose name is Jesus. We see how he lived his life through scripture. We see the patterns that he did. There were times where he would go away and just be with the Lord. We don't need too much. It's too much activity that is our problem. We want to be doing things because that, that you know, the need for, it's, it's actually the need for significance. We need to show people that we too, we have something to do. Uh -huh. Because everybody's doing, so we too, we must do. Even if it's just to take a selfie in your bathroom and be like, you know, you have to, and then post it on Instagram so that you show that you too, you are doing. Are you understanding? But no, there must be times where we're able to be still in the presence of the Lord. Another thing, and I think this, 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 is, this is the crux of my message today. Christ, the one who was secure in his identity. Jesus loved himself. Jesus loved the Jesus the Father loved. Are you guys, are you guys? He loved the Jesus the Father loved. Many of us are unable to love the person that, God calls us to be and because Jesus loved because it was when he when he got baptized right the Lord affirmed him the first time this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and that was sufficient for Jesus like so when he was going around preaching and teaching you know and then the Pharisees and the Sadducees will attack him he said but I am the son of God 
I know this because not only has have I existed from the beginning of time with my father, I am him. He had that con- like understanding. And this is the same understanding we must have. This is the same. The, I was reading Exodus, right? And um, when Moses was, you know, speaking, what the, when the burning bush was talking to Moses and Moses was speaking back and the Lord was like, I am and I will send you to the people. I will send you to. At the first thing that Moses did, he brought up himself. He said, but I'm a stammerer. What am I going to say to them? Many times the Lord will affirm you. He will give you a mandate. And then you will say, but, but, but Christ never did that. The Lord said it and it became. And that is the same thing. If we live with nothing today, let that be an understanding. The Lord said it and it became. This is my beloved son. So when he was going around teaching and said, ah, if you see my father, you have seen me. He understood it. This is the same way we must understand it. It is not heresy for us to be Christ. It is not a lie for us to be Christ. This was the intent of God from the beginning of time. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And in understanding who we are, we must know who we want to please. When I go out with my daughter, you see, God uses my children to teach me a lot of of things about him and me. When I go out with my daughter, she only cares about me. What does mommy think before the world gets to her too quickly? Let's just start caring about her. But it's like, you know, and that is it. As children of God, what does God think? In your businesses, what does God think? In your families, what does God think? In your friendships and relationships, what does God think? In your decision making, what does what would please my father? That was Jesus Christ knew it. He got it. He got it. He didn't only understand that, you know, he was God, but he understood who he was to please. And so many times he would come out and it would seem like he was being heretic. How can you say that you are the son of God? Because I am. This guy is proud. Oh, Abraham. You, you are saying, Abraham, our father. Then you, you this small boy. That you don't know anything. He's proud now. And many times when we are being completely as God in our full identity the world will hate us the world will accuse us of pride but you see pride is not opening your shoulder pride is become is being anything that God does not call you that is pride because you think you know more than God and that is what God abhors when the Lord was teaching me on humility, I said, okay, God, so how am I going to be humble? Is it that I'll be like, okay, ma, yes, ma. He said, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that also is pride. <laughs> that also is pride. Because you are allowing yourself, ah, oh gosh, maybe I'll come again and teach on pride. Because you're, the, the root of pride, yeah, is the, is the obsession 
to be accepted by man. It is the obsession to be seen. It is, the obs it, is, it is insatiable. That is actually the root of the spirit of pride. So when the Lord says, rid yourself of pride, rid yourself of the need to be affirmed by man, let the fear of the Lord arise in you. And that is where humility starts. Hallelujah. So when Jesus Christ, well, oh, thank you, God. And this is for somebody, so I'm just going to say it. Where the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Who, did, who knew that he was equal to God? He didn't consider robbery to be equal to God. Yet he made himself of no reputation. Why? Because he understood the assignment. The assignment was to be of no reputation. The assignment was to be of no reputation. And so he laid his life down that God himself will raise him up again. This is a pattern. This is Christ again, the morning star, the pattern. And anytime we are off that road, right? Depression sets in. Anxiety sets in. Sickness sets in. Death sets in. Because Christ is our journey. I want to put it to you that Gen Z's and Alphas and I don't know the rest that will come after them. <laughs> They are the ones that will carry God like never before. I am telling you, they will, they will carry God like never before, Pimo. We think that, uh, hey, what is this world becoming? Oh, what is this world going to be like? No, 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 no. I see that the darkness is arising and the place more than ever before, more than our fathers and even more than our days, the place for sanctuary, the safe place is God. And so they will run into that hiding place. They will experience God beyond cultural diversions. You see, oh God, they will be able to, to see the face of God. They will carry the light unashamedly. Unashamedly. Beyond the constraints of constraints of religion, beyond the constraints of oh, what is it going to be like if I look like this and I look like this? They will worship God in truth, in spirit and in truth. This is the truth. And we too, we must be Gen Z like them. We will not wait. We will not wait. My friend Esther Longe, she's the Gen Z in our group. She's always giving them a uh, Gen Z stuff, you understand? The, 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 uh, the slits and the, the trousers <laughs> and all of that, you know. But there's a revelation there. There's a revelation in that generation. Those that will see Jesus. Those that will live Jesus to their world. Those that will love beyond borders. Those that will love beyond judgment. That will bring repentance to their generation because they carry Jesus. The testimony of him. Because they've seen him and they know him. And so this morning, and the Lord told me to do it, so I'm just going to throw it out there. This morning, if there's any one of us, can we just rise, please? Can we all just rise? Let's just begin to pray. If there's any one of us that hasn't known God, this morning star can only arise in your heart when you know Him. You can only see where you are going when you know Him, where you have accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. If there is any of us that, that don't have the privilege, the honor of being true sons of God, 
please can we just indicate I don't know we could raise our hands even as the church just prays if you feel like you know your journey with God has not been one where you've known this Jesus you haven't really accepted him as your Lord you haven't really accepted him as your Savior just indicate with the raising of your hands I'm not even gonna call you to the front I'm just gonna pray with you thank you Jesus hallelujah thank you Jesus I see your hand and if it was only for you that the Lord said that we should raise this prayer then we do it you just say with me dear Lord Jesus I know that I'm a sinner I ask for your forgiveness today I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose from the dead I turn my sins away and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray in the Spirit. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. We are here this morning. To experience Jesus again, we are here to see the morning star again. I don't know that dark place that is in your heart, I don't know that situation that you are experiencing, but let, let, let Jesus shine upon it, let the, the truth of Jesus shine upon it, let the truth of Him let it begin to just breathe into your heart again. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.